Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist, men's health expert, glad host of this show, brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist, the practice that I started in 2007 to take care of the men here in the Austin, Texas, Central Texas area, joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, partner in crime, Donna Lee. That's right. I am a board-certified co-host and happy to be here. Donna, you're in charge of uh, building a lot of our business. Mm -hmm. Business has been good. So good. So good and busy. I'm tired. There's very few fields of urology that better illustrate our approach to medicine better than taking care of men who are trying to have babies. That's right. All sorts of men trying to have babies. And there's a common like myth that like, you know, men can have babies all the way until they're 75 and there's no problem and yada, yada, yada. But there are so many things that affect man's fertility. And we talk about a lot of that on the show. That's right. And that is one of your favorite topics in the world. Now, what happens is these men don't come to me thinking they're having trouble having a baby. No, they're blaming it on their wives. They are blaming it on their (laughs) wives. And for years, I think that, or, you know, I think this classically and culturally, it is the woman It's the woman's problem, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if the couple can't get pregnant, the woman needs to go get evaluated. One of our best partners in this city and when it comes to helping families develop and have kids is Dr. Kaylin Silverberg with Texas Fertility Center. We're so glad to have you here as our guest. Thank you so much, Kaylin. Oh, God. Thanks for having me. There's some reason that I like you so much. I'm just going to (laughs) put my finger on it. Now, now, if I'm thinking to myself, now you had to go to medical school, right? Correct. And, and I, I had just, to. I didn't have I a just, choice. I just don't remember. Wait, what, what medical school did you go to? Baylor. Oh, oh Lord, Jesus. no wonder. That's Help right. Us. Just the just the just the pure genius. The what a the, setup. The, the wow. insight. The good looks. I mean, I knew you were a Baylor man. Right. Jeez. So why you get a little erection when you see Dr. Silverberg? I, I do have. Tiny I do. I do it's have a, a little. It's man a manrection. I do have a manrection for Dr. Silverberg. <laughs> so Dr. I Silverberg. I could have gone my entire life without knowing that. That would have been great. <laughs> so it's not small by design. <laughs> so you know what I know about men? They know absolutely nothing about women. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what my wife wants to eat. I don't know what to get her for her for her birthday. I sure. mean, I don't I don't know anything. And I certainly don't know about her like girly parts. Right. Now I'm a doctor, so I'm just, you being just said funny, girly though. parts. Girly parts. Oh. Like apparently, Baylor School of Medicine uh, right apparently, there. Apparently, <laughs> right. apparently apparently she bleeds every month. She doesn't die. And and Excellent. all I want to hear is nothing about it. That's right. Okay? <laughs> now all of a sudden, when somebody's trying to have babies, everybody knows everything about everything. Cycles and this and that, the other. So I, I I thought maybe we could use this opportunity to teach some of our listeners about like what is going on in the woman when it comes to making a baby. Because just so you know, you may not know about the guys because you take care of women all the time, but the guy's always kind of ready. You're right. Yeah, I'm always ready. So, so <laughs> tell so me. I about- tell my patients all the time. You know, I mean, your women are first of all they're born with all the eggs they're ever going to have ever. Like, and this is under yes. the heading of life's not fair, right? Yes. So guys, yeah, I tell my patients all the time, you know what? You know this guy that you brought in here, you know? He is making sperm all day, every day. Right now. And when he's while not we're making watching sperm, him. he's thinking <laughs> about while, making While sperm, we're watching right? him, he's making he's sperm. Making That's exactly it. right. And he's you lady, minding his own business. You lady were born with all that you're going to give us. That's right. So in fact, 20 weeks before women are even delivered, you know, they've got all the eggs they're ever going to have. They have 15 to 20 million eggs. By the time they're delivered, 20 weeks later, it's down to six to seven million. By the time they go through puberty, it's down to 300,000 to 500,000. And by the time they're 40, they have 10,000 eggs left or less. And this is unfortunately not a save the best for last kind of game. So as women age, 
and the quantity of their eggs decreases, the quality of those eggs that are remaining decreases as well. And that's and, why it's harder to get pregnant as they get older. And so, hmm. you know, when we're in seventh grade and the boys go to one class and the girls go to the other class, the boys don't get to hear that the reason that a woman has a period every month is because the uterus is preparing itself for implantation of an egg. And if you're a normal woman who's normally ovulating, then about what? About 10 to 14 days after your period ends, you get another egg that drops in the chute? That's exactly right. And, and that's your primary prime time to get pregnant. Mid-cycle. And so you want that sperm and that timing of, of, of sex, if you're trying to get pregnant, to be right about that time. And some people do the opposite, right? right. Like for natural family planning, mm -hmm. sometimes people know they have to avoid those days to not get pregnant. But just like pulling out is not a great strategy for pregnancy prevention. Timing may not be the best way to do it. No, I mean, you know, what we tell, you know, we jokingly tell our patients that, you know, couples who are trying to time intercourse, what we call them is parents. Right? <laughs> you know, because, I mean, they're trying their best to say, oh, I'm not going to have sex mid cycle, but you don't know exactly when mid cycle is. And this is biology, right? It's not physics. You know, physics, you type on a keyboard a million times, and a million times the exact same letters are going to appear on your monitor. Biology, every cycle is different. Every cycle is different. And so when when a woman is having irregular periods, mm -hmm. and, and I think they know what that means, men may not. No, right. if, if their cycle is not the same number of days in between, right. what, what does that mean in terms of their fertility potential? Well, it decreases it, right? So some women, first of all, women have to understand that this is just another myth. Again, this is, you know, in the popular magazines, popular press, on the internet, everywhere that, you know, women ovulate on day 14 and they have 28-day cycles. That's garbage. It just doesn't happen. Women can biology, so there's fluctuation from cycle to cycle. So one cycle, a perfectly normal woman may ovulate on day 14. One cycle, she may ovulate on day 16. One cycle, she may ovulate on day 11 or 12, that's all fine. But what has to happen is there's two cycles that are going on. There's the egg cycle or the ovarian cycle, and then there's the uterine cycle. So for example, in the ovarian cycle, when she has a period, she's got tiny little follicles in her ovaries. Over the course of the next 8 to 10 to 12 days, through this really complicated endocrinologic game, one follicle becomes dominant. Okay, So it wins the game against all the other follicles, and the reward for that is, is that at ovulation, that follicle gets to open up, the egg gets to play, you know, come out and play with the sperm, and all the follicles that lost the game die a fiery, horrible death and the ovary never heard from again. <laughs> but the uterine wow, cycle so is rough. also happening. So as that follicle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it's making more and more estrogen, which is causing the uterine lining to get thicker to make a bed for the baby, so to speak. Those are the two cycles. But and they the have to sync they've up. They've got to be synced. You're exactly yeah, if right. They, if they don't mm -hmm. sync up, they've then you could have a problem. Now, so a couple that's trying to get pregnant, there are some tools that they can use. Mm -hmm. A lot of women use apps now to measure their basal body temperature to kind yeah. of do their cycle. Right. And then there are sticks that you can buy from the pharmacy to pee on. Mm -hmm. Which one of these do you think is works the best, is most reliable? Yeah, no question. Stop taking your temperature. Okay. Okay? I mean, take that <laughs> thermometer, put it in the medicine cabinet, and you use it when you're sick. All right? To predict ovulation, you go to the store and you buy an ovulation prediction kit. And so this is something you buy over the counter. Yep. And what is it measuring? It's what is measuring it the secretion and production of a hormone called LH, which is luteinizing hormone, not to make your eyes roll back in your head, but that's the hormonal trigger that causes the egg to come out of the ovary. And so when you're peeing on this stick and this thing turns blue or red or whatever it's going to yeah, do. Or you get a smiley face you get these a days. Smiley yeah. face? Right. That's nice. That's so, yeah. <laughs> so don't pee on your phone. That app no, is no, probably that's wrong. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong app. Right. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> so you get this stick, pee on it, and then, then do you have to go home and have sex right now? No. No, this Why just not? tells you well, you can if <laughs> okay. you want to. You can if you want to. But what this is really telling you is, is that we know that 95% of women are going to ovulate within 24 hours of either that color change or that smiley face. Okay? So they can time intercourse around that. But what we tell them is I want them to have sex every other day. And I say to them, 
I'm the doctor. The guy sitting next to you has a different agenda, right? He's going to have <laughs> sex 12 times a day. I want you to have sex every other day. And the reason is he's got to replenish his sperm count. And this is where oh. you and I differ. Okay. So you tell him every other day. <laughs> right. And I tell him 12 times a day. And that's why they're confused. That's why they <laughs> Yeah, but see, this because, is why they love you and they don't like to come see you. Because, right. because I'm a believer that the more soldiers on the field, right. the more likely you're to attack. Totally but, but you think you need to replenish. And I'm telling you. Man, not all of us need to replenish. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try and keep it non-personal, but just in general. Oh, no. You know, if we're going to talk about it in general, <laughs> the typical guy, you know, if a guy ejaculates three times within a 24-hour period, the Yay. third ejaculate has basically no sperm. Well, I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know. I think gotcha. I think it's worth a try. <laughs> You're just trying I think to make it's worth a try. across the country. But you know what's very interesting, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, the journey to try to get pregnant can be very emotionally draining. If For me it is, I know. I don't know about the patients. Oh my God, I go home every day, I'm exhausted. Tired. For those of you out there that are trying to get pregnant, recognize that it's a very emotionally trying process. Even so many people think that, well, fine, I'll just do IVF. I mean, that's not a finish line. No. That's a new That's a new race. Yes. So if you're trying to get pregnant and real serious, use the sticks, use the tools at your disposal, time your intercourse properly, reduce your stress, have a good diet. These are such important things for people to remember. Yeah, and talk to your doctors. You know, I mean, we're not the enemy here. We're trying to help. Austin is loaded with really talented, really good OB-GYNs. Go talk to your OB-GYN and say, hey, look, I'm trying to get pregnant. I may not have told you that. I'm kind of embarrassed. You really need to know. We've been trying now for, you know, we stopped using pills or stopped using IUD or, you know, Norplant or whatever. We haven't done anything in three or four years and nothing is happening. You know, if a woman has been, if a couple's been trying for 12 months and that woman is under 35 and she's not pregnant, there's a problem. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if That's she's right. over 35 and she's been trying for six months, then there's a problem. she's not pregnant, she needs to go see somebody. Well, thank you so much for helping our listeners learn about, um, you know, the fairer sex. Is that what we call them? <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. I'm going to get a lot of mail about this one. <laughs> so at least we explained why women are bleeding. Right. When to get pregnant, and the fact that you have to have sex 12 times a day. <laughs> when you Thank you for joining us, and we're going to continue this. Donna, how do people get a hold of us? You can call us during the week at 512-238-0762, armormenshealth.com, and I started my new OnlyFans page where I pee on my phone and I get a smiley face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm subscribing to that one. Is that live? Or is that... It's recorded. It's at recorded. The office. This is Dr. Mystery, your host. I'm a board-certified urologist. I uh, specialize in men's fertility and cancer treatments, everything urologic. We have a holistic practice, which uh, sounds weird when you're a surgeon. I always thought that. I'm joined by my co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. I'm super impressed, though, that you are a holistic surgeon. People don't even know what that means. They don't. They think it that, sounds good, though. I think that I just like to cut, and that's where they would be correct. That is correct. I do love cutting. Right, but before the cutting, we have supplements and nutrition and pelvic floor and physical then, therapy, and then cutting, and then the cutting, and then cutting. This show is brought to you by the urology practice I started in 2007. NAU Urology Specialists. We are joined again by one of our great partners, Dr. Kalen Silverberg from Texas Fertility Center. Thank you so much for joining us, Kalen. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You know what's nice is sometimes on this show I have graduates of the University of Texas at Southwestern Medical School, and then we have to use small words, <laughs> small sentences, and speak too. very slowly, right? Because as they know, it's the second best medical school in oh, Texas. Boy. But those of us from Baylor, we're allowed to use a more sophisticated language, absolutely bigger words, and that's been bigger words. That's nice. So let's talk about yum yums and dinglings. Um, when it comes to when it comes to the fertility journey that many couples go through. 
through. Once again, I must reiterate, men have no idea what is going on. The right. women come in with reams of books and chapters of things, and the guy looks like a deer in the headlights. I don't want to come see you, Dr. Mystery. My wife said I had to come see you, and I right. fix my fertility. You know, on the men's side, I just wanted to mention that so many of our patients come in not healthy. They're overweight. They're not sleeping well. They're stressed at work. Explain to them very simply, when you're stressed, your body doesn't want you to have a baby. Uh, understand that. Anthropologically, mm -hmm. you need to be healthy and happy to be able to get pregnant when you're even a man. Now, do you think that's the same for women? Yeah, I do. I think that's the same. I mean, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what about my stress level? And I say, well, you know, there's no stress scale. I can't say to you, you're 68.7 <laughs> on the stress scale, and I need you to be below 63.2. It doesn't work that way. I mean, there is no stress scale. And then realistically, God forbid, there's people right now in the Ukraine who are getting pregnant while their homes are getting rocketed, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, right. that's like real stress. And yes. But having said that, we really want everybody's stress level to be as low as possible. And so, you know what we use in our practice to help assess stress is sleep quality. So we use this thing called the Woot bracelet that we, we have patients get that like tracks their sleep. And I think I've seen that just by tracking it, they have better sleep. Where do I get this thing? I need this. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's online. It's, it's, it's awesome. And so I think that managing sleep, managing stress is going to be so important to help improve people's fertility. If getting pregnant naturally didn't work. So we've talked about under 35. If your wife is under 35 and you've been trying for 12 months of unprotected sex, please pee on a stick, do the right things that we talked about in our last segment. Right. And then, oh, but over uh, six months, if you're over 35, because right. there are more problems. Mm -hmm. Now, when you see them, what does your evaluation usually entail? Well, so we do a basic evaluation. We do, you know, a history and a physical. That's the first thing we do. We do an ultrasound, a vaginal ultrasound to look at the uterus, look at the ovaries. We want to make sure that the ovaries still have eggs in them so we can actually see these little black circles within the ovary. We're looking for the fallopian tubes, hoping we don't find them because if you can see a fallopian tube with ultrasound, it's, it's too badly big, yeah. damaged. We look at the uterus to make sure that the uterus uh, is normal size, make sure there are no fibroid tumors. We look at the lining of the uterus to make sure there are no polyps. Uh, we try and look and see to make sure there's no scarring in the cavity. We'll get an x-ray of the uterus and the fallopian tubes to make sure the uterine cavity is normal and the tubes are open. We'll get a semen analysis on the guy, which is really the first thing that we do to make sure that we've got sperm to work with. And then we talk to them about whether we need to go further. You know, we'll evaluate their blood on the third day of their cycle to evaluate ovarian reserve to find out how many eggs a woman has left. What is that lab called? Not. That's called the AMH? Well, AMH is one of the tests that we do, but we use usually a combination of estradiol, FSH, and AMH. So, you know, interestingly enough, I have so many couples that come to me. They say these words. My wife's OB-GYN has already checked her out and mm -hmm. said she's fine. Sure. Whenever I hear that, I'm always so confused right. because I'm certain that that checking out means something different to every OB-GYN out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And so when we're talking about a fertility evaluation, if you've gone too long, do you think they need to go, like, make sure their OB-GYN is doing certain things? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some certain basic things that need to be done. Most of the OB-GYNs in Austin do those routinely, and they really do a good job. So by the time patients get to us, a lot of the basics have been done. But let me give you some examples. You know, we do carrier screening, so we're looking at, we use a company that tests for 289 different genetic disorders that can cause problems with babies, okay? A lot of the OB-GYNs look for four or 11 
disorders. And so it's just a more extensive process. When we do an HSG to look at the uterine cavity and look at the fallopian tubes, we're not just making sure the tubes are open. We're, we're really seriously looking at the cavity very critically to make sure that the uterus is normal. And able to host that egg when yeah, it drops down there. Exactly right. Able to hold, you know, to hold an embryo. Um, we look at a semen analysis a little bit differently. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, I think that there are, there are major differences between OBGYNs and reproductive endocrinologists, but for the overwhelming majority of patients, start with your OBGYN because, you know, we got great docs here who know what they're doing. And the further out you are from a major metropolitan city, I feel like the level of the kind of evaluation kind of goes down. And I think that if you're and I, this is my personal opinion. I think that if your OB/GYN does not do babies, if they don't, if they don't do OB, yeah. if they only do gynecology, that the evaluation that they're going to do is, you know, may not be of the same degree of like intensity. Yeah, it may not be. And so, if somebody's going to do that next step. Sometimes you'll use medication so that they can ovulate mm -hmm. and drop an egg. Sometimes yep. you'll give them medication where they make multiple eggs. Mm -hmm. And then the next step, which a lot of couples go to, is to intrauterine insemination. Right. Maybe you could just describe what that process looks like. Yeah, so I, intrauterine insemination, or IUI, is really simple and really straightforward. What we do is when the woman's getting ready to ovulate, in other words, the day after she has a smiley face or a color change on her ovulation prediction kit, Only her fans. partner brings us a sperm specimen. We wash it. We spin it down. We separate the good sperm from the debris and the dead stuff. And then we painlessly put a little catheter through the cervix into the uterus, put the specimen inside. It takes 15 seconds. They lay, it's painless. They lay still for 10 minutes, read a magazine, and go back to work. A.K.A. the turkey baster. Yeah, I hate that term, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, that's the only part of Thanksgiving I get to do, so yeah, right. I'm pretty happy with the turkey <laughs> right. baster. So we don't like the term turkey baster because that kind of dehumanizes kind of what is a process that sometimes people feel is very artificial. But uh -huh. in fact, it's not that artificial. What I say to people is it reduces the amount, the, the distance the sperm have to swim from like, you know, six inches to one inch. And so um, that process generally doesn't cost that much money, right? Even if you're paying out of pocket. Right. Are we talking about in the hundreds or the oh, thousands? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. $300, $400, something like that. I mean, it's, it's inexpensive. But realistically, the analogies, you know, your analogy is a good one. But the analogy is if you want to go from New York to Paris, doing IUI starts you off really in London, okay? So it really significantly shortens that journey for a sperm that it has to undergo to be able to get to the egg and fertilize it. I'm not sure your analogy was much better than mine. I failed in no, geography. Will you explain you know that to me later? I don't know. I think it my analogy hard. was just as good. <laughs> Fine. God. The difference between him and me is that I graduated later and Baylor's education really got a little bit better. Mm. <laughs> so then if we move on... <laughs> but but to, still, what was said was girly parts and turkey based In vitro fertilization... <laughs> uh, like in, the linglings and ding Right. Like it's called <laughs> yum yums and dinglings. Right, when it comes to in vitro fertilization, now we're talking about something both more expensive, more invasive, right. and more involved. Maybe briefly, you could just describe kind of what that process looks like. For the woman, we stimulate her ovaries with really powerful injectable fertility drugs. So she'll take anywhere from one to five shots a day to try and get these eggs to develop. She'll do that for about 10 to 14 days. During that period of time, we see her in the office about every three days for a vaginal ultrasound and a blood estrogen level because we want to titrate her dose of medicine. We don't want to give her so much that she gets really sick. It's not the same for the everybody. Other hand, yeah. yeah, and on the other hand, we don't want to give her so little that she only ends up making one or two eggs. When her eggs are mature, we give her a trigger shot. 36 hours later, we take her to the operating room. She gets IV sedation with uh, from one of the anesthesiologists. And then while she's on a beach in the Caribbean drinking margaritas, we do an ultrasound. We pass a needle through the top of the vagina into the ovaries and get the eggs out. Her partner at the same time is giving us a sperm specimen, just the old-fashioned way. We 
wash it, we spin it down, again, isolate the good sperm. Five hours after we get the eggs out, and by the way, getting the eggs out takes eight minutes. Five hours after we get the eggs out, we look under a high-power microscope, and we can pick up a single sperm with a microscopic needle and actually inject that sperm directly into the egg. Now, not everybody has to so have cool. that. Sometimes we no. do a, a winner-takes-all. We put the eggs and the sperm in the same Petri dish, and then we put on some, some really motivational rocky music and see who wins. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, see what well. happens. That process uh, can be more expensive and more involved. It certainly involves a lot more commitment. It can be biologically kind of more trying on the woman. Sure. But uh, despite all of that, we have an incredible resource here with Texas Fertility Center. You're doing an amazing job with very good numbers, an amazing lab, wonderful staff. I cannot speak more highly of what you and your staff do, Kaylin. Well, thanks. We got an unbelievably committed team. And we have, you know, our laboratory is Ovation Fertility, and they're just absolutely phenomenal. And I know they love working with you because you do a lot of sperm retrieval procedures for a lot of our patients. Um, and, you know, so guys who really have no chance at all of getting pregnant without your intervention, you give them the same chance for pregnancy as guys who walk in with a completely normal sperm count. Well, we look forward to continuing to work with you. How, how do people get a hold of you? What's your website? Our website is txfertility.com. And if you uh, want to learn about IVF, your your webinars that you do every month are absolutely spectacular. And I would encourage Thank all you. of you that are just trying to learn about this fertility journey to go to that website and do it. And that'll be on our social media page. Yeah, the website's just killer. I mean, it's really fantastic. Donna, how do people get hold of us? That's right. You can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. Our website's armormenshealth.com. Listen to our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. Thank you, Dr. Silverberg. Thank you so much for having me. The Armor Men's Health Show will be right back. To submit a question for Dr. Mystery, visit armormenshealth.com.